Well, the media has now been given a license to ban every conservative out there because of the actions of a few radical fringe group of rioters. Make no mistake about it. The rioters in the Capitol, they were, it was disgraceful. I mean, they, it was egregious. These are monsters. But this is a tiny, tiny minority, and they have been condemned by virtually the entire spectrum of, of the people on the right. Of, of, I'm talking about conservatives, and Republicans are condemning them almost across the board here. But, of course, the media is acting as though every conservative is guilty. Think about this. The, the BLM protests throughout the summer, violent and deadly BLM protests. I mean, you're talking about millions of people. You're talking about thousands of protests throughout the country. And nobody on the left condemned the BLM rioters. The police killed one person. There's one person who reportedly was killed. You're talking about thousands of protests, riots throughout the country. They were throwing things at police. They were killing police officers in some cases. And yet the police killed a total of one person. That's And, and think about how many people died in, the, in, in these riots in the capitals. One civilian was killed by the police. And then you had several people who died. Five people died. I mean, think about this riot. And, uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable when you compare the two circumstances here. And, by the way, it's horrific that five people died. They're saying three died because of some unexplained or undefined medical condition, at least something that they're not releasing. One woman, of course, was shot and killed by Capitol Police. And now one police officer has died of his wounds, of his injuries, because he was viciously, violently, violently attacked by the rioters, but the media defended the BLM riots. Those were considered mostly peaceful, you know, because, look, just you just have a few hundred people who are storming police and throwing things and lighting fires. There are thousands of people, so they're mostly peaceful. Well, what about the Capitol riots? Murals were painted in honor of the BLM rioters. And here you have uh, uh, these riots were condemned by pretty much all Republicans, probably 95 to 98 percent of Republicans. And yet now the media has an excuse to basically accuse every single conservative of being a violent criminal, a violent rioter. Joe Biden, right, he's supposed to be a unifier. Joe Biden actually attacked the police for their handling of this. Can you believe how egregious of Joe Biden, the unifier. He says that th- these rioters, the Capitol rioters, were not treated badly and were not treated as badly as the BLM protesters because they're white. I mean, Joe Biden, once again, reaffirming what we know, that he is a racist. Listen to this editorial from The Washington Examiner blasting Joe Biden. Quote, some 60 Capitol police officers were injured during the riots. Fifteen were hospitalized. One of them was killed. How did Biden, the self-styled man of unity, honor their bravery? He called them racist. Biden said, quote, no one can tell me if it had been a group of Black Lives Matters protesters, they would not have been treated very differently than the mob of thugs that stormed the Capitol. That is unacceptable, totally unacceptable, end quote. Back to the editorial. This is nonsense, of course. Rioters swarming the Capitol building were battered and tear gassed. One woman was shot and killed by Capitol Police. That matches the total number of rioters killed by police across the country through the entire summer of BLM unrest and rioting. Everyone already knows what happens when BLM protesters take to the streets opposite the police. In one city after another, police forces were sidelined in order to watch as mobs looted, set buildings on fire, in one case even established their own anarchic uh, polity. That's talking about, of course, the chop zone. The results were tragic and, in dozens of cases, lethal. So far, Biden has not served as the unifying presence he promised. No surprise there. 
It wasn't enough for Biden and Kamala Harris to simply deliver a well-deserved condemnation to the insurrectionist thugs who stormed the Capitol on Wednesday to protest the certification of Biden's victory. Rather, they had to use this incident once again to promote the toxic, toxic race-obsessed politics that will evidently become the mainstay in the Biden administration by condemning the very police officers who were overwhelmed and beaten by Trump's mob. Biden is telling law enforcement, the very professionals over whom he presides as the head of the executive branch, that he will not have their backs. Uh, and I am not defending the rioters, as I said, because they're responsible for all the bloodshed. But don't and, and look, don't start telling me, well, this is their only recourse because they believe the election was stolen. So they have no choice but to storm. I mean, they stormed the Capitol. They took Nancy Pelosi's lectern. They took her laptop. I mean, they, as I said, they viciously injured and attacked and in one case killed a police officer. Now, the Capitol Police, they were not nearly pre well prepared enough. And this is, a, this is there are multiple investigations right now. This is going to turn into a mass, massive controversy here because what were they doing? I mean, how were they so asleep at the wheel? How were they not prepared for something? It, you know, it was well known that these were very angry. This was a very angry mob here and that this could, could turn into a violent riot. So why they were not prepared, we have to wait and find out. It's very bizarre. It's not because, oh, well, they were white. The rioters were white. So therefore they didn't. That is not the story at all here. But you tell me this is the only recourse because they stole the election. So the only thing they could do here is storm the Capitol. This is the kind of thing that happens in communist third world countries. This kind of thing happens in Pakistan where a bunch of rioters are unhappy. So they overtake the Capitol building. I mean, they overtake the legislative branch building uh, of the country. And you're ready to start a civil war? Look, I, I'm frustrated also. And I believe it's possible that the election was stolen. There's lots of evidence of fraud. Have I seen overwhelming, convincing evidence beyond the shadow of a doubt the election was stolen? I have not. Have I seen enough evidence that I would love they, them to take six months and do a thorough review and a thorough audit? I would give anything for that. But that's clearly not going to happen. And there's a lot of evidence of fraud. There were a lot of court cases, lawsuits that were filed President Trump lost every single one of those. I understand a lot of technicalities. I get it. But a lot of conservative justices who believe me, believe me that, uh, you know, Brett Kavanaugh and Gorsuch and Barrett, believe me, they would love if, in fact, the election were stolen, they would love to declare Trump the winner. These are not like liberals or not these like fake never Trump or Republicans, you know. But you, you mean to tell me you're a hundred. You are so certain that Trump is the winner of the election. This was a close election. You are so certain that you're ready to start a civil war and that you're ready to literally allow people to die in order to keep Trump in office. No, I'm sorry. That is inexcusable. But here's the thing. Every mainstream conservative believes the riots were horrific and they have condemned them. I mean, you know how many Republicans now have jumped ship and have left the Trump administration? Now you have Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. You have Elaine Chao, who's Mitch McConnell's wife. She was the Transportation Secretary. Now, they were going to be gone in a few weeks anyway. It's symbolic. Would they have left if, in fact, there were a couple of years more to the Trump administration? Would they be stepping down over this? I really wonder. I'm quite skeptical, but it doesn't matter. It's still a very, very strong statement. And yet the media now has an excuse, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, an excuse to ban everything and everybody that's conservative, that's connected to Trump or that's conservative in any way or that is or any Republican that refuses to come out and blast President Trump. You're talking about a very vocal, passionate violent minority, but a tiny minority here. And now the banning begins. Twitter has permanently suspended President Trump's account, not his presidential account, his personal account. Real Donald Trump has personally. And that is 
disastrous because, of course, that was a platform that Trump used to basically become the, you know, the incredibly powerful force that he wasn't to become the president. Rush Limbaugh has now deleted his Twitter account reportedly. In response to Twitter banning Trump, Facebook and Instagram have banned Trump indefinitely. Parler, Parler, I don't even know what these things are. I'm really not that familiar with a lot of these social media platforms like Parler. Parler is a conservative social media platform, which millions of conservatives have joined after they abandoned Twitter as an alternative because Twitter censors conservatives and is loaded with fake news and and, and buries and suppresses real news like about Hunter Biden. So Parler now, they're hosted by Amazon because Amazon has this AWS, Amazon web service, this cloud service where they host a lot of these things. Very frightening. I mean, Amazon, Bezos, Twitter, Dorsey, Zuckerberg, they control so much of the media, more than we could ever even imagine. So Amazon has removed Parler from, from its servers claiming that they are inciting violence. See, the thing about Parler is they actually don't suppress free speech. Amazon does not like that. Google Play and the App Store have banned Parler as well uh, for inciting violence. Now, how about all the leftists who incited the BLM violence? How, and, and by the way, who spread COVID in, in super spreader protests over the past year? How come they don't get banned for inciting violence? Only the Republicans and conservatives get banned for inciting the violence, but never the left, right? We know this. I mean, they, they, uh, obviously, I don't even have to you know, make that point. It's so uh, clear and obvious one ACLU leader, and the ACLU believing they're no fans of President Trump, but they say that, they, or at least one leader said, this is a dangerous assault on the First Amendment, on all of our First Amendment rights, including people on the left. Once you start banning people, everybody is in danger. And get this, now the Democrats say that they're going to impeach Trump again. They're impeaching Trump a second time. Now, one second. We're only 10 days out from Biden taking over. So what do you want to do? Get him. Nancy Pelosi is reportedly drawing up articles of impeachment, strongly considering it. Many Democrats are calling for President Trump to be impeached. By the way, there are some people calling for Trump to resign. I've seen Republicans calling for Trump to resign. Somebody explain that one to me. I mean, how, how could you call yourself a Republican and you want the man who has advanced? And I know he has issues and I've been the first to criticize him. On so many occasions, and his personality is messed up. He's got a lot of personal issues, and he's caused a lot of damage. He's still been unbelievably successful. He has advanced the Republican Party way beyond anybody's expectation. They were left for dead back in 2016. They've been resuscitated, revived by Trump. He's made them stronger than ever. This is the thanks he gets. But you talk about impeaching the man who's going to be out in 10, 10 days. Now, one second, impeachment, that's the re and they did it already. And impeachment is the recourse that, that's designed by the Constitution. When you've got to get a president out, he committed high crimes and misdemeanors. we got to get rid of him. He, he's gone. What do you mean? How long is it going to take to even impeach him and throw him out of office, even if they actually follow that route? It's not going to, you know, we, last time it took months. This time they'll, they'll fast track it, of course. But... You're not doing this to get him out of office. Why are they doing this? They're doing it to embarrass him, but it's deeper. It's deeper than that. Well, they're doing it to embarrass him because they want to make him the only president in history to be impeached twice, not once, but twice, and only in a four-year term, by the way. But they'd be embarrassing themselves as much as him, which is what happened the first time. But, uh, but here's the point. It goes deeper than just embarrassing him. They're trying to get Republicans. They think that he has crossed the line. They think that they can get Republicans in Congress to vote to impeach Trump. And that would be, obviously, a big disgrace. So that's what they're trying to do. In other words, they want him to leave, you know, such a dishonorable discharge. They want to destroy any any sort of shred of dignity that Trump has left. That's what they're trying to do here, get Republicans on board 
to vote to impeach. And that's a possibility, by the way. I certainly hope very much that that doesn't happen. But I could imagine a couple of... I'm not talking about Romney and somebody like that who can't stand, despises Trump. I'm talking about if Republicans in the House voted to impeach Trump, or in the Senate for that matter, if it went to the Senate as a, a trial, people other than Romney, mainstream Republicans... Trump, former Trump supporters, that would obviously be devastating, but that would be bad on so many levels because, you know, that would, the, 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 the people on the left, they would interpret that as like the license to do anything they want to implement socialism. Like that would be considered such a rejection of Republicans, of conservatives, of everything. They would look at that as like the Republican Party just totally crumbling. I mean, just literally crumbling to shreds, like the Republican Party just collapsing. That's how that would be perceived. So I certainly hope that they don't get any Republicans to vote in favor of, uh, of, of impeaching Trump. But that's what they're feeling out right now. If they could do that, if they could make Trump not only the, the only president in history to ever be impeached twice, but also you know, uh, somebody who is actually impeached by members of his own party. If, if they were included on the bandwagon, that would be absolutely devastating to Trump. And that would be devastating to the entire Republican Party. It would be devastating to the country. It, it would, that would be catastrophic, in my opinion. And that is really the goal here. Will they actually serve up articles of impeachment? I don't know. But if they do, trust me, that is exactly what they're going for here. Now, A.G. Barr blasted President Trump. Uh, he put out a scathing rebuke on Wednesday after the riots. He said, quote, orchestrating a mob to pressure Congress is inexcusable. The president's conduct was a betrayal of his office and his supporters. Senator Lindsey Graham, meanwhile, has been heckled at an airport. Senator Lindsey Graham uh, I believe, did not join the protest vote. Ted Cruz and, and Senator Josh Hawley, who protested against certifying the election results, I believe Senator Lindsey Graham, even though he's been a very staunch supporter of Trump, he said, enough is enough, we've got to certify this, we've got to, the country has to move on. He was heckled at an airport. He was surrounded by a swarm of protesters. They called him a traitor. Um, and meanwhile, Senator Josh Hawley, the banning is happening. By the way, there is other news to get to. We have all the other, or a lot of the other news of the day, political news, which we will get to, not related to the riots or, the, or to the election. Um, so that's coming up. And at the end of the show, I'm going to read you an article that was sent to me in the name of Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, he's like a, a financial advisor, very popular. And, uh, you know, this was, whoever, it doesn't matter. I, I didn't verify that he wrote it. I, it was told to me that he wrote it, but whoever wrote it, you know, it's very fact-based, and it's, it's almost like you, it's just, it's re really well-written, it, everything's presented in a really very, very powerful way, so I'm going to read you that. Uh, Josh Hawley's upcoming book was canceled by Simon and Schuster. Um, uh, you know, Hawley, of course, uh, was one of the main Republicans objecting to the certification of the Electoral College votes certifying Biden, so he had a book that was entitled, that was planning to be released next year, or this year, I should say, The Tyranny of Big Tech. And the book was going to argue that major tech companies represent the gravest threat to American liberty um, in many, many, many decades. However, after the Capitol Hill chaos, Simon and Schuster backed out of the deal, saying, quote, after witnessing, so they're censoring him, if you ask me, after witnessing the disturbing, deadly insurrection that took place on Wednesday, Simon and Schuster decided to cancel publication of Senator Josh Hawley's forthcoming book. We did not come to this decision lightly. As a publisher, it will always be our mission to amplify a variety of voices and viewpoints. At the same time, we take seriously our larger public responsibility as citizens and cannot support Senator Hawley after his role in what became a dangerous threat to our democracy and freedom. Hawley blasted, put out a tweet blasting Simon and Schuster saying, quote, this could not have been, could not be more Orwellian. 
Simon and Schuster canceling my contract because I was representing my constituents leading a debate on the Senate floor on voter integrity, which they have now decided to redefine as sedition. Let me be clear. This is not just a contract dispute. It's a direct assault on the First Amendment. Only approved speech can now be published. This is the left looking to cancel everyone they do not approve of. I will fight this cancel culture with everything I have. We will see you in court. And uh, that's the end of the quote from, the, from, from Josh Hawley on Twitter. And it's dangerous. It's a dangerous assault on the First Amendment. They have an excuse, a pretense. This is what they look for is, all right, there was a riot. It was a radical group of, of fringe, um, right wing, you know, very passionate people who do not speak, do not represent the vast majority of Republicans, conservatives, or even Trump supporters. The vast majority of Trump supporters do not believe in violent riots in the Capitol, storming the Capitol. And, and, and many have condemned it. Many Trump supporters have condemned this. But it doesn't matter. Facebook, Twitter, they have their excuse. Now they get to ban anything and everything that's conservative because of the actions of, of, of a very small, tiny minority that's been condemned by the masses. So recognize here what we're up against. And, of course, Biden and Kamala Harris. Uh, you, you, you can include them. They're egregious behavior here. Now, in other news, as we've told you, we lost the Senate. We lost the Senate. It's 50-50, uh, which means that with Kamala Harris as the deciding vote, the, she, she's the vice president, so she's the president pro temp of the Senate. So she is the deciding vote. That is very, very frightening. I don't need to tell you how, 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 how disturbing this is that uh, essentially the Democrats control the White House, the, the House, and the Senate. Are they going to pack the Supreme Court? Are they going to increase the national minimum wage, which, would, could, which could be devastating to companies, to businesses? They could crush businesses between climate regulations, regulations like national minimum wage, other restrictions that they can place on businesses. This could be disastrous. Now, look, there's the filibuster. They need 60 votes for a lot of things, but there's a lot the Senate can do with 50 votes as well. 51 votes. Will they implement their socialist agenda, the Green New Deal, open borders, Medicare for all? I mean, it's really very, very disturbing. In other news of the day, the United Arab Emirates, the UAE, has thwarted a terror attack. By the way, who's the latest? Some other country you know, just signed an accord, I believe, with Israel, brokered by President Trump. Was that Bahrain? Was that Sudan? I, you know, I, I, I can't keep track at this point. There's just been so many. It's just astonishing. Nobody's noticing, of course. The UAE has thwarted a terror attack that was being plotted by Iranian terrorists on Emirati soil, on UAE soil. It appeared that the, the Iranian, these Iranian terrorists were targeting Israelis visiting the UAE. This was going to be a retaliation, this terror attack, which has been thwarted. It was going to be in retaliation uh, over the death of Qasem Soleimani, apparently Israeli involvement. It was done by Trump and, 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 and the United States. But I guess the Israelis tipped off the U.S., President Trump, as to the whereabouts of Soleimani. Remember, he was in Iraq. He was landing in an airport in Iraq. But the Arab Emirates have thwarted this plot, uh, this plotted terror attack. It was scheduled on the anniversary of Soleimani's death. This is according to Israel's Channel 12 News. Emirati intelligence forces arrested members of an Iranian terror cell in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. And uh, the attack reportedly was targeting a tourist destination and as well as business districts in UAE that were frequented by are frequented by Israelis. Emirati authorities are investigating whether the planned attacks were targeting the thousands of Israeli tourists and business people who are currently in the UAE as we speak. Um, and the uh, suspects, the terrorists, are being questioned. The UAE reportedly is sharing the information with its allies, so I guess that includes Israel. The police officers who shot 
Jacob Blake will not be charged. Um, remember, he was uh, partially paralyzed, paralyzed, I believe, from the waist down. He's left paraplegic from those th- that shooting. And uh, there, were, there were many, many reports and videos that indicated that they shot him in self-defense. So the prosecutors have announced that no officers will be charged in the shooting of Jacob Blake. That was in Wisconsin. A Trump task force has concluded that that massive hack that breached multiple government agencies, the cyber attack, was most likely carried out by Russia. I don't think anybody's surprised by that. Uh, President Trump has fulfilled his promise to build 450 miles of border wall by the end of 2020. By the end of the year last year, President Trump had promised that 450 miles of wall would be built. And uh, that number, that actually happened. Many people doubted him. He was greeted with a lot of skepticism. They said it could not be done, and Trump promised, insisted it's going to happen 450 miles. By the way, many more are still being built. Uh, obviously, Biden may put a stop to that, and that would be very, very upsetting. We'll have to wait and see. But 450 miles, the fact that he even built one mile of, of wall is astonishing to me, as I've said many times, because he got almost no help from Congress. Practically, they threw him a couple of bucks here and there, but after he had to beg and plead and insist and threaten, they finally gave him a couple of bucks, but only to repair, not for anything new, whatever. The whole thing was a joke. It was a circus. His own Republicans, led by Paul Ryan, remember, the first two years that Trump was president, they had the House and the Senate, and yet there was still they couldn't repeal Obamacare, and they could not get funding for a border wall. It was completely outrageous, ridiculous. Well, he did it himself. He figured out a way to do it himself, as, as, he, as he's done so many times to fulfill so many promises. I said, this promise, there's no way he's going to keep because he needs Congress. And boy, was I, was I wrong. So according to the country's top border official, uh, at the end of 2020, 450 miles of border wall had been completed. Construction workers put up the 450th mile in the final days of December. That's according to Mark Morgan, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Commissioner. He said, quote, myself and the deputy commissioner, We found out about it. We were briefed on December 31st that we had reached the goal. We had accomplished what we set out to accomplish. I remember every time I said with confidence that I, without hesitation, that we were going to accomplish this goal by December 31st. We were going to put 450 miles of steel and concrete along with all the essential attributes of the wall system. By December 31st, we were challenged. A lot of people did not think we were going to be able to do it. It's a remarkable achievement. By the way, to date, 738 miles of border wall have been funded by a total of $15 billion, 450 miles of the 738 have been completed. The Lancet Medical Journal, the leftist Lancet Medical Journal, you would think a medical journal wouldn't have a political bias, but of course it does. It has called on the Biden administration to significantly boost funding to the UN and specifically to the WHO, to the World Health Organization, which of course President Trump pulled U.S. funding from the World Health Organization, being that They were one of the main culprits in spreading COVID-19 and that they actually enabled China and they were a Chinese propaganda machine. So now The Lancet is calling on, which is supposed to be this like esteemed, well-respected medical journal. They're calling on Joe Biden to significantly increase funding to the WHO, to the UN, in order to reestablish American global health leadership after four years of disruption by President Trump. Uh, that's what they're saying. I mean, it's unbelievable. They, they, all they want, they want the politics. They want to be involved. They want to seat at the table. 
They want what they consider prestige. It's really just all corruption and phoniness and, uh, you know, the, the, the incredibly sad irony that the World Health Organization, they're supposed to be protecting health, and here they go and they commit such destruction, and they're the ones, they, they want, they're one of the primary culprits who should be blamed for the spread of COVID-19 in addition to China. But uh, not only do they not get the blame, but people on the left and the Lancet, they actually want to increase the funding. They want to restore the funding, increase the funding, and join the WHO because it, they don't care. It's all. It, it's just all about being invited to the party, having a seat at the table, being relevant on the world, world scale. And uh, they, you know, they killed people, lots of people. But that doesn't that doesn't bother the people on the left at all. All right. So I said I want to read you this op-ed here, which again, I, I'm told it's from Dave Ramsey, the financial person. Uh, you know, he's very against having any kind of debt, credit card debt. You know, he's very, very strong, gets a lot of people debt-free around the country. But um, putting you know putting that aside, apparently he has strong political views. I think we know that even without this article, but this reaffirms it if this is him. Even if it's not him, it's so well done that I wanted to share it with you. So here goes. Quote, this is from a couple of days ago. Quote, this morning I realized that everything is about to change. No matter how I vote, no matter what I say, lives are never going to be the same. I have been confused by the hostility of family and friends. I look at people I have known all my life so hate-filled that they agree with opinions they would never express as their own. I think I may well have entered the twilight zone. You cannot justify this insanity. We have become a nation that has lost its collective mind. We see other countries going socialist and collapsing, but it seems like a great plan to us. Somehow it's un-American for the census to count how many Americans are in America. Um... Universities that advocate equality discriminate against Asian Americans in favor of African Americans. Some people are held responsible for things that happened before they were born. Other people are not held responsible for what they are doing right now. Criminals are caught and released to hurt more people. Stopping them is bad because it's a violation of their rights. People who have never owned slaves should pay slavery reparations to people who have never been slaves. After uh, It was cool for Joe Biden to blackmail the president of Ukraine, but it's an impeachable offense. If President Trump inquires about it, people who have never been to college should pay the debts of college students who took out huge loans for their degrees. Immigrants with tuberculosis and polio are welcome, but you better be able to prove that your dog is vaccinated. Irish doctors and German engineers who want to immigrate to the U.S. must go through a rigorous vetting process, but any illiterate gangbanger who jumped the southern fence is welcomed into the country. $5 billion for border security is too expensive. But one and a half trillion dollars for free health care is not. If you cheat to get into college, you go to prison. But if you cheat to get into the country, you go to college for free. And pointing out all this hypocrisy somehow makes us racist. Nothing makes sense anymore. No values, no morals, no civility. People are dying of a Chinese virus, but it is racist to refer to it as Chinese, even though it began in China. We are clearly living in an upside down world where right is wrong, wrong is right, where moral is immoral, immoral is moral, good is evil, evil is good. Killing murderers is wrong, but killing innocent babies is right. Wake up, America. The great unsinkable ship, Titanic America, has hit an iceberg. It is taking on water, and it is sinking fast. That is going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.